One, how y'all doing? Good, good, okay, good, great. Let's take out our Bibles and turn to First Peter. First Peter, it's toward the back of your Bible. Oh, that was uh, rough. It's towards the back of your Bibles. That's about as much as I can help you with that. It's a small book, First Peter. And as Tyler said earlier this morning, we are celebrating uh, the Lord's Supper. And so on these Sundays, we switch around our worship where we do most of our worship and singing during communion. We have you walk forward. Uh, We have you take time for prayer. There's people around the sanctuary who can pray for you. We encourage you to go to them for prayer. Maybe you have something wonderful going on in your life, you want to thank God for that thing, or maybe you have something uh, that's happening this week where you need some prayer, so we we have that time. Uh, So we have a much briefer sermon, and that's what we're going to have now. Um, If we look at 1 Peter 2, verse 9, and I want to read this from the King James Version. So those of you who are King James Version only people, I mean, that is the version that Jesus himself used. So um, this is actually a really great uh, translation of it, First Peter 2, 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness And into his marvelous light. And then Titus 2.14 says this. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. You know, this past week, a uh, young person, I was talking to a young person, and they're struggling in their faith. And as I was thinking of that conversation that I was having with this individual, I thought of these passages where it talks about Christians being a peculiar people. That's an interesting word. And one of the things that she was saying to me was that it just seems that Christianity, that this idea, especially at Reach Church of living to reach all people with nothing but Jesus, that it's, it's just odd. It's weird. It's, it's a man. You know, when you really start to think about it, when you start to think about what the Christian faith is about, it's about a man, a physical physical man who walked our planet, who claimed to be God, this Jesus stuff. And her contention was that it's just strange. It's weird. It's odd. And friends, that's why we need to be investing so much in the next generation and not just assuming that they get the Christian faith, that they understand it. They're thinking through these things. And when I look at this verse and I see that word peculiar, you know, typically what that means to us is it means that the Christian faith, that when we see that, that we're odd people, that we're weird, that we're kind of strange, you know, and in some ways we try to make our faith less weird, don't we? 
When you think about different churches, different church styles, you have on one hand, you have uh, a seeker-sensitive model of church, uh, a church where perhaps there's not a lot of talk about a personal Jesus, but more talk about three steps to a better marriage or whatever it may be. And that's just a, that's just a attempt to make the faith less weird. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have churches that are very focused on doctrinal purity. Again, nothing wrong with doctrinal purity, nothing wrong with three steps to a better marriage. But even in that case, many times it's to try to make sense of something that's really weird, really kind of strange. Because at the end of the day, let's face it, our faith is weird. It's strange. It's odd, and many times there's an attempt to empty our faith of that weirdness, of that oddity. We come to communion this morning, and you know, what we do here at communion is very, very odd. It's strange, it's weird. I mean, we take a, a crumb-sized piece of bread Right? And we argue through denominations over what that is. Is that the actual body of Christ? Is that the spiritual body of Christ? You know, is it just symbolizing the body of Christ? What is it? And then we take a little plastic cup and we drink a little bit of juice and we say that that is the blood of Jesus. I mean, this is strange, odd stuff. And you know what we do here at Reach Church is we make it even more strange and more odd by having you walk forward and having you kneel to receive the elements. And then we look you right in the eye and we say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. I mean, what is it about the weirdness of our faith. I mean, what is it about how peculiar we are as a people? So Peter says it in 1 Peter 2.9 that we are a peculiar people. And Paul says it to Titus in Titus 2.14 that Jesus purifies unto himself a peculiar people. But I want you to listen to how this verse is translated in other English translations, 1 Peter 2.9. Listen to this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. For God's own possession. That's how peculiar people is translated in the New American Standard Bible. New King, New King James Version, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. 1 Peter 2.9, English Standard Version, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. But you are a chosen people, the NIV reads, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And I love this, this translation of peculiar, a people belonging to God. This word peculiar, it doesn't mean odd, strange. It doesn't mean weird. It doesn't mean any of those things at all. It literally means flock. It means that we belong 
to God. It means that we are his special treasured possession. So when you look at this verse on the surface, and when you look at the church on the surface, when you look at Christians on the surface, we seem to be peculiar. We seem to be odd, weird, strange. But then when you go underneath that word, you find that the only thing odd about us, the only thing strange, is that God has chosen us as his special treasured possession. Isn't that a beautiful promise? So I want to encourage you this morning, I want to encourage you to embrace the peculiar nature of our faith. You know, it's a very, it's a legitimate way to serve communion when you take the plates and you have, you know, the elders walk forward and they're all in their big suits and they take the plates and then they go through the pews and they pass it down and you take the elements out and then everybody does that together and you kind of sit there and look as sad as you can possibly look. Um, and the elders are watching very, very carefully down that pew to make sure nobody spills those drinks and nobody spills that bread. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing really wrong with that, but I think what that does is it takes the edge off of the weirdness and the oddity of it. It takes it, it's not as personalized that way. Again, it's a legitimate way to do that. We do that here. But to, to walk forward, to stand up, walk forward, and to kneel, because worship literally means to kneel down, to bow down. For some of you, it may be the very first time you've ever knelt for anything. You're very content to say that one day every knee out there will bow, you know, but in here, oh, that's a little weird. My kids may see me do that. My wife may see me do that, who I mistreated this past week, because it's an act of humility. And for each person to, to receive those elements, this is my body given for you. I want you to embrace the weirdness of it because it's not weird at all. It's signifying, it's showing that we are God's special possession, belong to him. Isn't that a glorious, glorious truth? Isn't that incredible? I mean, coming together and hearing that and celebrating that and seeing other people walking forward, receiving the elements, being prayed over, I want you to take some time now to go before the Lord in prayer. I want to invite the worship team to come forward. And let's take some time now to search our hearts, ask the Lord to search our hearts, to confess our sins. We can't possibly confess every single sin right now. but we can look to Jesus again, who is our righteousness. And I wanna ask you before you 
come forward to receive communion. Are you one of these peculiar people? Have you embraced your peculiar nature that you are God's chosen possession, special possession? Or is your faith anything but peculiar? Is your faith common and normal and not weird and not odd and not very personal? not very vulnerable. Maybe you have all the head knowledge in the world, but it's just dry to you. It's become a ritual. It's very God-centric, vague God-centric, but not very Christ-centered at all. When the Christian faith is all about Jesus. The night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take this, eat this, do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Take this and drink this, and whenever you drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me. We... uh, as we said, we've done, we do communion a little bit differently here. We, we sing while we come forward. It's a time of celebration. It can be a time of introspection. Um, we want to invite you to come forward as you're released to, to walk forward. If you need gluten-free bread, we have gluten-free bread. If you need to sit, uh, we have chairs on the ends. Um, if you would like uh, prayer, if we could have our prayers, if you could just raise your hands. Um, raise your hands over here if you have prayers, okay? And you can go to them and just ask them for prayer. It doesn't have to be some big, you know, uh, horrible drug addiction that you have that you need prayer for or something like that. Although if you have that, that's fine too. Um, It can be something that you're thankful for. It could be something that you need prayer for that's coming up this week. So let's go before the Lord once again as we prepare to come forward. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you have chosen a people to yourself. I thank you that we can be your special treasured possession. I pray that now that you would bless us as we experience once again Christ's presence here at this table. His name, amen.